Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. We're releasing kingdom vibes in the place. How many know it's not good enough just to get some positive vibes, good vibes, but we're releasing kingdom vibes this month. Amen? Come on, we were made to transform the moment to come in and not just be like, ooh, I'm so sorry about your circumstance. We are coming in to cause the kingdom to be alive in every space. How many are ready for that in your life? How many have seen that already this month as you've gotten pure? Man, we talked about the first week of being pure and how that purity causes the power to be effective in your life. And if we are caught up in the righteousness of God, that is the sweet spot of every king's kid. And when we are caught up in Christ and the old has passed away, the old is dead, and you come alive in Christ, then the power of Christ is effective in your life. So powerful. We've been looking at um, a couple things. Number one, the righteousness of Christ. Just getting caught up in that. I encourage you, if you have not yet um, gotten yourself right with God, Maybe you feel blocked in your prayers. You feel blocked. You feel no power. It's just like a hopeful, prayerful, fairy tale kind of thing. You're like just believing in God, but you've never seen the actual miracle. I encourage you, go back. Listen, like let God fully take over your life, okay? Let him become Lord, not just Savior. He can save you, but when he becomes Lord over everything, then what is in his kingdom becomes a part of your world. So go, go and do that. We talked about unity and the power of agreement and how the word actually says, Jesus says that when you love one another in a way that's unconditional, the way that I loved you, the way that I was sent to the earth literally to die for you, when you love like that in this context of church, when we love each other, and we always say here, we do life together. And that doesn't just mean we're in the same room. That doesn't just mean we go to the same church. When we do life together, it means we love unconditionally. It means we bring all of our stuff to the table and we say, all right, you got mess. I got mess. You got family issues. I got drama. Things we're going to bring to the table, we're going to weed through, but we love unconditionally and it brings a unity that the, king, the kingdom of God is alive in the midst of that unity. So when we come in agreement, when I say to you, hey, you're praying over this sickness and I come in agreement and say, I'm gonna pray with you. I'm gonna partner with you. That agreement causes the power to be up a level. How many wanna level up the power of your prayers? Come on. How many wanna, wanna speak to the sick and cause them to be healed in Jesus' name? See, that's the great awakening that's happening in the church today. That's the shaking we are seeing right now in our nation, that God is getting his people ready to not only be the church that's gathering, but to be the church that is gathering in power and effectively reaching the world. And the way that God confirms his word is through his power, alive in you. The way that God confirms what we read, what we sing about. I mean, goodness, the church has created so much right now of songs we all sing of faith. Songs we sing of how great God is. Songs we sing of mountains moving. 
right? I mean, great things that we are singing and we're preaching and we're coming together to unite and build a fresh faith in us. That's what happens when we gather. You get fresh faith. I get fresh faith. I hear your stories and I'm like, whoa, that, I want that in my life. Man, just this week, I was, I'm, I'm a, I'm a miracle junkie. I love to see miracles because I believe, I believe wholeheartedly your frames are, I'm sorry, your friends, not your frames, all your frames in your house now, your friends frame your future. Those who you allow into influence you become where you're going. And so I'm a junkie on like looking up what God is doing, uh, watching YouTube videos on people being healed in the streets and, and just praying. Or I'm, I'm a junkie. And this week I was watching it like nonstop, just like, man, just filling my spirit with it. I don't know if you, you encounter this, and I'm just going to be totally real. This week was crazy on the Hollis home. It was a crazy week. Anybody else have a crazy week? All right, we had a couple of hands in the room. Like, yes, pastor, me too. We'll have, a, we'll have a group afterwards. We can just share our hearts. But it's one of those weeks, it's, it's one of those weeks you have to look to your defaults and fill your tank. You know, my car, I don't know why this happened, but we got a Kia Sedona. Yes, I drive a minivan. I'm sometimes proud of it. Sometimes I'm like, you know, hopefully nobody sees me. But we got a minivan. Now, the craziest feature of this car is that the gas light, when it comes on, it doesn't beep. It just comes on quietly. It's like this hush suggestion. Now, my old cars, every one of them, beep, beep, beep. You know, you're just like, oh, we need gas, and we need it now. But this one's like a ninja. It just like sneaks in. It just like pops on. And if you're not paying attention, you could be driving for miles. And, and all of a sudden, when you realize it's on, you're like, how long has that been on? You have no idea. It's so crazy and it's so annoying. I'm like, man, this feature needs to be fixed. Like, Kia, I love you so much, but you, you messed up here, okay? This is something that needs to be on. And sometimes when, when we are in the midst of what God wants to do in our lives, if we're, if we're not careful to make sure that our tanks are always full, always full of his presence, full of his glory, full of his splendor, even moments like this morning where we just stopped paused, became aware of he was here, and then got him the attention that he deserves. Because it's not about coming together just to enjoy a worship experience. That's not what this is about. This whole thing wraps around Jesus being in the room. Because when Jesus is here, when King Jesus walks into the room, when Holy Spirit is present, then every one of our circumstances, everything we've been praying over gets done in one moment. And we can sit here and talk through and sing and try to build up our faith. But when Jesus walks in the room, it takes one word. And so this week was just one of those weeks. It's like, oh my goodness, can another thing happen? And it's in those times where it's like, no, I must fill my tank. I gotta get with him. I got to get his presence. Last night we came home and it was just, it was a late night, you know, with Zion uh, doing his wrist, he fell off his skateboard. And so he landed right on his wrist. We didn't know what was going on. So we went into the urgent care and we were there just for wait. How many have ever been to urgent care or emergency room? You know, it takes forever, right? You know, it just takes so long. And so we're there late and we get home. It's just, it's been one of those weeks and I, everybody went to bed, kind of put everybody to bed. And, and I went downstairs and I just got with God. 
I put on some worship music and I said, Lord, I just need to minister to you right now. I need to center myself. I wonder how many of us, we need to look at the tank and say, how, how can we get this thing up to full where we are ministering out of the excess of what he wants to do, what he's already done in us? Today, I wanna talk and just share together what God wants to do in this church. See, I believe that God right now, he is preparing a people who is wholeheartedly seeking after him, wholeheartedly pure, wholeheartedly going after what he cares about. And this will be a time where there will be a great falling away. There will be a great falling away and there will be a great awakening. And whatever side you find yourself on depends on you. It's your decision. And so I'm coming to you today as your pastor, as your leader, maybe this is your first time, just as, as a, a spiritual leader, just I wanna, wanna encourage you today with what God is doing in this time. We're seeing a great shaking of the nations and we read about this in Haggai. And I wanna look at um, Haggai chapter two, verse six through nine. And you know, you know it well, maybe some of you, maybe this is your first time hearing it, but I wanna look at it together. Haggai's that little book, some of the prophets right after Daniel. Haggai 2, verse 6 through 9, says, this is what the Lord says. In a little while, I will once again shake the heavens and the earth, the seas and the dry lands. I will shake all nations. How many are seeing all nations being shaken right now? He says, I will shake all nations and what is desired by all nations means the, the depth of desire of that people will come. And in this house, I will fill this house with glory. Everybody say glory. I will fill this house with glory. You see, the glory of the Lord, everything, everything we need is in the glory. Everything we pray for and go after and desire is in the glory. And that's why God said, hey, I will shake all nations and what is desired by all nations will come and those who desire me, I will fill this place with glory. Glory. He goes on, he keeps going, and he says, the glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former. It was talking about the desperation and hunger level of the house. And I wanna to talk to you today about your hunger level with the king your hunger level for the glory, the glory. Because what's the substance of the glory is what we all crave and desire. And maybe you don't even know you crave it or desire it. Maybe your prayers are masked. 
Maybe they're disguised as other things. And you're praying for happiness. You're praying for success. You're praying for this popularity or this this arrival in society. You're praying for more. You're praying for job. You're praying for all these things. But they're masked with what he desires for you and what is all encompassed in the glory. The glory. The glory. The glory. Because when the glory comes in, everything follows the glory. The glory. The glory is the substance. The substance of power. The substance of answered prayer. The substance of direction. The substance of being aware of your surroundings and what God is doing in the moment is in the glory. The glory. He says, in this house be greater glory than the former. In the shaking, when the nations are shaken, then I will fill this house with glory. It all comes down to how hungry are we for the glory? Here's kingdom vibes wrapped up. Kingdom vibes is you being full of God's glory. It's not a one, two, three step of how to become more effective in your prayer life. Well, if you pray this and you say this and you memorize this, then you're gonna be effective. Now, you want me to simplify it for you? It's you getting hungry for the Father's heart and saying, fill me with your glory. And when your glory comes in, when the glory of the Lord fills your life, when it fills your home, when it fills your marriage, when it fills the way you you pour out into your job, into your schooling, into building your career and building your business, into getting your life back on track, whatever you are pouring yourself into, when the glory is present, you have everything you need. Everything works effectively. You send kingdom vibes without even trying is when you're caught up in the glory. I've been married for 13 and a half years. Ooh. She's back there. She's whistling at me. That's because we're pretty hot right now, okay? I love my wife. I love her pretty, pretty crazily, actually. I'm obsessed with her. And what happens when you're obsessed with something, it consumes your mind. I remember when we were first talking. Okay, so backstory, and this is just real short, short story. Long story made short. Are you ready? We met when we were five and seven, and we knew each other. From there on, no love connection until, until. We were evangelists. They were pastors. We were evangelizing all across the nation. We would come to their church, hang out, love on their church, and then we would go minister to more churches. We got off the road and we planted a church, and then we got connection with them again. So we're having a celebration. We called in. Uh, anyways, we got reconnected. And I was like, wow, Ashley went from, you know, five-year-old Ashley, kid, you're Ashley all the way up. Now she's a woman. And I remember seeing her heart after missions, all this stuff. And I was obsessed from moment one. 
I was obsessed. This girl was hot. She was pursuing God. She had a heart for missions. She was holding orphans overseas. I was like, ah! My, my, I mean, the scale was off the charts. I mean, my head was just like going a mile a minute. How do I get this woman to be mine? From moment one, I knew she is the one. Can I tell you, every moment of the day was consumed with how do I pursue this girl? How do I pursue this girl? Now, back in the day, there was email, there was phone calls. We didn't have this fancy FaceTime stuff, all right? Skype was just becoming a thing, but it was tail end of our dating long distance because she was in Kansas and I was in Pennsylvania. So we made it work. But I was, how do I get this girl to get, you know, the relationship thing going? So I brought her to PA, a whole dating thing online. I would send her letters in the mail. I would make her things. She would make me things. And my mind was always consumed with Ashley. Our relationship with Christ has to become an obsession where all day long we are consumed with getting close to his heart. We're saying, how do we become close to the Lord? How do we get his glory into this moment? How do I become one with his heart? How do I make him know, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Daddy. I want more of your presence. It's an obsession. It takes over all things. It takes over all agendas. And that is the place where we become one with his mission and purpose is when we capture his heart. We become hungry for him. We become hungry for him. This church is built on the mission of helping people come alive to their purpose. But that purpose is grounded in a relationship with Christ. You can have purpose outside of Christ but the essence of your life all wraps around one moment when you will stand before the king one day and he will either say, well done, good and faithful servant, or he will say, depart from me, I don't know you. Those are the two things that will happen. Heaven and hell are real. Everything in our life wraps around that one moment. And sometimes we can, we can treat life like it's like a 70-year period of just pursuing what's here. And then on the other side, then we'll worry about heaven and Jesus and all that stuff. But here, the Lord understands. We're busy. The Lord understands we're building something. The Lord understands we got to work. We got to do all this stuff. And I'm not saying all that's bad. But what I am saying is that your obsession cannot be the temporary. Because 70 years in the grand scheme is nothing compared to the eternity we will spend with the Father and Creator, with the one who is obsessed with us that sent his Son to make sure we know how much he loved us. He had to put his glory on the earth so that you could know how much he is obsessed with you. And I guess today, I've come to just throw some rose petals out so that you follow the rose petals into the king's chamber because the father is so obsessed with you. He wants to show himself to you. He wants to wrap his arms around you. He wants to show you exactly what you are to pursue and do and work on. 
but more importantly, how to minister to his heart. Because it's in the ministering to his heart that the glory comes down. It's not following a list, a checklist. Honey-do lists are a real thing when you get married. There are a lot of things you gotta do, you must do. But it's not the honey-do list that makes the intimacy and romance happen. It's not checking off a list saying, okay, I did the dishes. I did, you know, I washed the car, made sure it was all gassed up. You know, I I did all this stuff around the house. That doesn't produce romance. It doesn't produce intimacy. You know what produces intimacy and romance? Pursuit. The love pursuit. Knowing the heart and going after it. I want to share Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. In an attempt today to share what God wants to do in this church, I believe we're in a very pivotal time for the church to become the one who points to the truth and to sustained faith. Nothing in this world will sustain your faith. No system, no government, no person in power, no president. No perfect plan. Nothing. Nothing will sustain the faith. But we serve a God who laid the foundations of the world and has come to set things straight. It's the reality of the kingdom. And it's in that kingdom. It's in that kingdom. He wants to show himself real. He wants to show himself awesome. There are so many people who need to know him and hear his voice. And look at Habakkuk chapter two, verse 14. Verse 14 says, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the seas. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord will fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. Can I say it differently? The king's kids who are full of his glory. You see, the knowledge of the glory of God comes through the mouth of the children of God who carry his glory. We look all throughout the Bible. The only way that the glory of the Lord was revealed was through those who had caught the glory and released it through their lives. It was those who sent kingdom vibes. It was the Moses who got before God so much that his presence took over his appearance. Yo, what would happen if you walked into your work tomorrow and everybody was like, yo, what have you changed? The Bible says that everywhere he went, he'd have to put a veil over because his face was so radiant with God's glory. And that's what God wants to do in you. 
He wants to make you so radiant that you change every situation, every atmosphere you walk into. That glory fills the room. Those who catch the glory of God reveal it and it covers the earth as waters cover the seas. There's a great shaking happening in our nation and we have to understand we can't know we can't know the specific times, but we can know the seasons. We can't know the specific times. The disciples said, hey, Jesus, share with us. When will this happen? When will the kingdom of God come back? When will you come for us? And he said, it's not for me to know. It's not for you to know. But you can know the seasons. You can act as urgent as you can because you know the seasons. And we look through the Bible and we can't, we can't neglect, we can't walk away from the fact that this is the 11th hour. This is the time that Jesus is coming back for his church. I believe wholeheartedly it will be in this generation. I, I believe wholeheartedly that God is preparing his bride to return. But it is the church's job. Change, I want to talk to you today. It is our job to minister to his heart to get the glory inside of us so that we become the church who is preparing the world for his arrival. That everybody we talk to, we affect with the glory of God. We affect. And it's everybody on the same team. Zion just started flag football. He is obsessed with sports. If you talk to him for more than five minutes, you will understand the boy is a walking sports encyclopedia. He knows every fact, every detail, who was on this team at what year. I'm like, kid, you're 10 years old. How do you know this stuff? I mean, it's crazy. So if you know sports, he will corner you and make sure he gets everything out of your brain that you know about sports because he just loves to learn. He just, did, he just started flag football, and we got on the team. We showed up yesterday to his first game. When we showed up, the coach handed him a jersey, and when he put on this jersey, all of a sudden, everything that he was doing that day became obsessed with the mission of that team. Now, he was all about, and he's, he's like distraught over the fact that he has to wear a Giants jersey because he's a big Eagles fan. And so like he has to be the Giants. And so we have this New York, you know, all of a sudden we're trying to convince him like, hey, your cousin Tori is in New York. So we're playing for Tori. He's like, it's just not the same, you know. But he put on this jersey, and when he put it on that jersey, he was playing for the team. He was playing for the win. Everything he was doing on that field was for the Giants to succeed in winning. And that's what we do. When we put on Christ, we're now one with the body of Christ all across the nation, all across the city. Every church, every Christ follower, now we carry the same mission to pursue his heart to get his glory inside of us, to have the glory come down and reign in our lives. That way, when we go places, we release his glory. We release his kingdom. We release who he is in our world. And that comes through many ways. And as a church, I encourage you to jump in to what God is doing in this place all of you have people in your lives that God is going to speak to you about. He's going to prompt you. 
Because when you get close to his heart, you understand he's obsessed with those around you. He's obsessed with you and you feel his heart right as you just become aware and say, Lord, I need to feel your glory. I need to know you. You all of a sudden feel his presence. Oh, it's so good. You can't explain it, but you can feel it and it's so incredible. And when you feel that heart, then all of a sudden you start to feel his heart for those around you and you become obsessed with the mission of making sure people know Christ. It's like he clothes you in a jersey with Christ on your chest. And all of a sudden his heart becomes your heart and you're on the field and your one mission is to bring kingdom everywhere you go. And you start to be broken start to be broken for everybody because in the glory it's in the glory ah the lord wants to reveal himself to this generation he wants to reveal himself because this generation is done with false advertisement with being sold we're looking at a generation z who is done with being sold they want genuine all the studies show they want genuine. There's a, a, a high percent of those today that are growing up with technology as their, their main source. I mean, to think that there's a generation now that this is all they know. I mean, they, they were born into a place of smartphone. I mean, I remember phones when, you know, there were the flip phones, the razor was like, hey, you arrived. Y'all remember that? My date myself? But this generation is, is being raised in this. But they want genuine. They want real. I believe God is raising up a people that will be real. That will be authentic in the power that they release. I want to take a moment today. And I want to spend some time in his presence, ministering to his heart, and letting the glory fill us as his church. He said, what is desired by all nations will come. In other words, if you desire him, if you pursue him, then he will come and invest in your life. He will come and pursue you. And what you have to realize is that when we chase God, when all of a sudden we become aware of him, we see the reality that actually he's been pursuing us. He's been pursuing us the whole time. He's been after our hearts, waiting for us to put the device down, waiting for us to put the distractions down so that we can just pursue his heart, to pursue his heart. If we just take a moment today, as we just have some worship music going, I just want to spend some moments and pursue his heart. to get after his glory. See, here's the deal. I'm hungry for a move of God in my life. God's already on the move. We're already seeing him do incredible things in and through this church. But he is just getting started. We are just getting started building people who know him and effectively work in his kingdom but I can't be hungry for you. I can't be hungry for your family. I 
can't be hungry for your pursuit. It's yours. It's yours. So today, if you're hungry, you want more of him. Those of you who are watching online, you want more of him. You want his glory present in your life. Can you just make an altar where you are? And maybe that looks like just kneeling before him. Maybe it looks like just standing up and raising your hands and surrender. Whatever that looks like for you, would you get into a posture right now in this moment? And so if you're at home, hey, turn your living room into an altar. Turn your kitchen area into an altar. Maybe it's your bedroom, just get on the floor. Whatever it looks like, get into a posture of desperation, a posture of being aware of who he is. Let's take a moment and pursue him. Lord, we love you. Jesus, we love you, Father. We release your kingdom, God. I pray that you would inhabit every heart. Oh, Father, with your glory. Release your glory, God. Come, Lord Jesus. We are hungry for you, Lord. We're hungry for you, Jesus. We need more of you, Lord, in our lives. That our pursuit is the pursuit of the King's heart. That we're obsessed with making, making your presence known. in. Invite his glory into your life. Say, maybe you've never prayed that prayer, but say, Lord, reveal your glory to me. Reveal your glory to me. It's in the glory, God, that the kingdom of God is alive. It's alive. So, Lord, we pursue you today. Father, come. Minister to every heart. Encounter us, Lord God in the deep things, in, in the quiet place, a place where we pursue you, where we pursue you, God. We pursue you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Be filled right now with his glory. Be filled right now with his spirit. Be filled with his power. Hallelujah. Let the glory of the Lord come into this place right now capture every heart, capture every mind. Make our eyes more aware of you. Make our eyes more locked on you. Lord, we, we choose that today to pursue your heart, to pursue your heart. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Because you are Chira and you are enough. 
you are Jaira, and you are enough, and I will be content in every circumstance. You are Jaira, and you are enough. You are enough. You are enough. I want to pray a prayer all together as a church, just in unison today. If you could just repeat after me, if this is your heart, you want to pursue more of the King, you want His His glory present in your life, can you just make this your prayer? Let's pray this together. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry, number one, for pursuing other things than your heart. God, we repent as a church for pursuing others over you. Today, we become aware of your glory. We become aware of your heart. Help us, Lord. Help us pursue you in passion, in desperation, in dependency, on your glory, come and be present in my life. Now pray this prayer, this bold prayer. Say, Lord, show me your glory. Come on, pray from your heart. Say, Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory in my life. Show me your glory in my pursuits. Show me your glory in what I desire. Show me your glory. I want to see you move effectively in my life. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on now, can you give him some praise right now? Say hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you, Jesus. I pray you make us more hungry, more desperate for you, God, than ever before. That we become a people who is desiring you and that you fill our houses, you fill our hearts, you fill our minds. That's what you desire to do, God. You fill it with your glory. You shake the nations. Yes, you are shaking nations, but God, you are shaking with the presence of God. And I pray for everyone in this room, God, you release that hunger and thirst for righteousness. You release that hunger and thirst for your presence and for your heart that we become sold out lovers sold out chasers of your heart. I release that right now, God, into this room, to the atmosphere. I just release that, that we become a generation of seekers. Seekers. That we are after your heart above all else. And Lord God, as we pursue next week, as we do our, our four-year anniversary, and as we move into a new space as a church, as we walk together to build what you've called us to build, God, that we would keep them number one, the number one. We would pursue your glory that this would be a house of prayer. This would be a house of pursuit. God, that we would not neglect the pursuit of the King. 
keep you present. Hallelujah. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.